couple stories here today. Stuff happening in the world. Uh, stuff happening in technology. Kick it off. Apple making news, making headlines. Apple to require employee proof of COVID-19 booster. This comes via The Verge, although we're re reading it on Reuters because Will didn't say the word Reuters in a while. Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, I guess this is controversial to, for the moment um, in the sense that, well, uh, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a split. Not everyone agrees on these things. Mm. I, I mean, that's kind of typically the case with anything, isn't it? D differing points of view, whether or not an employer should be involved in such things. I mean, it's a private company. Uh, as people have increasingly gone back to work and are no longer working at home, uh, there's uh, restrictions going into place as far as uh, uh, what kind of uh, vaccines and what kind of documentation around those vaccines and or what kind of testing and, and all, all this stuff going on. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't heard much about the booster stuff, like looking for the booster stuff yeah. is pretty new. Especially considering the fact that, uh, I mean, there's there seems to be data emerging that the booster might not be uh, like crazy effective. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's at least there's some some um, studies that seem to be implying that. Also, I'm sure there's plenty of studies implying the alternative as well, saying boost yourself to oblivion, boost yourself all the way to the moon. Like that's out there too. You, yeah, there's you, always extremes. You pick and choose both sides. Uh, you pick and choose for your own for yourself really is 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 the is the best way but it can become more di more difficult uh, to navigate when the employers get involved and uh, and and take their stand well I guess then you don't really have much of a choice to choose how to navigate you're probably gonna get boosted if Apple's telling you you're getting boosted yeah you're talking about what tens of thousands of workers? I'm talking about right? Tim Cook. If Tim tells you you're getting boosted, he he gives you the shot. He, that's right. You're, you're either getting boosted or you're hitting the road. Yeah. The Verge report on Saturday. Now I'm sure there's probably some sort of uh, exemptions in here for people like very specific cases and things like this. Anyway, the Verge reported this on Saturday, citing an internal email starting January 24th. Unvaccinated employees or those who haven't submitted proof of vaccination will need negative COVID-19 tests. Okay, well. That doesn't necessarily demand the booster. We'll need negative tests to enter Apple workplaces, the report said. The Verge said it was not immediately clear if the testing requirements applies to both corporate and retail employees. Due to waning efficacy of the primary series of COVID-19 vaccines and the emergence of highly transmissible variants, this is true, Omicron, Omicron, very transmissible uh -huh. A booster shot is now part of staying up to date with your COVID-19 vaccination to protect against severe disease, the memo read according to The Verge. So that seems to be the main discussion is the severity of the disease that mm -hmm. you're actually going to get depending on how boosted you are and the fact that this, these initial uh, shots seem to wear off maybe more rapidly than the general public was aware. Sure. It's like, oh, man. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting old. It, well, that, and that's, yeah, a, that's the trouble a because our, our, our familiarity with uh, vaccines is that they're, at least the things that I'm aware of, I've had uh, children recently and a lot of these vaccines are not updated nearly that frequently. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously it's totally different scenario and the uh, vaccine science is a little bit more uh, advanced with some of those ones. Mm. Obviously this one is emerging and changing and all the rest of it relatively fresh in the world of vaccines. Uh, 
But yeah, that's the trouble. Part of it, part of it, I think, is people thought they were getting something else than what they ended up with when they when they bought into the initial yeah the initial thing, and so then then you have a little frustration that pops up over there. But yeah, definitely, the efficacy it has been uh, plummeting, especially against this Omicron situation. This week, Facebook parent company Meta are they calling themselves Facebook parent? I guess so. I guess that's fair. They don't want to just say meta because people would be wondering what they're talking about. Yeah. They mandated COVID-19 booster shots for all workers returning to offices. It also delayed U.S. office reopenings to March 28th. Uh, and then Alphabet Inc.'s Google on Friday said it was temporarily mandating weekly COVID-19 tests. Okay, so tests. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it should be an option. Maybe you either go test or you go boost or you go uh, whatever other documentation. Options are a good thing here wherever possible, but... It's going to continue to be a sticky situation, particularly at these big companies, particularly at these tech companies. You know, people got all kinds of ideas. Mm-hmm. Going to continue to be a tough situation. Today's episode brought to you by MeUndies. I'm wearing MeUndies. I wear it right now. It's one of the only sponsors I wear. Actually, there's a couple sponsors I wear, but this one I'm wearing. Uh, it's under my pants. It's MeUndies. It's super soft. Overhaul your underwear drawer. You can do it with style if you want something a more unique and personal, or you can do it with the basics as far as the colors go. There's a, a bunch of varieties to choose from. You can become a member and save a bunch of money, lots of sizes to choose from as well. Classic, bold, adventurous. For me, it's all about this, but they launched a bunch of other products too, including super soft pajama style pants, which you don't even, you can't even feel it when it's on. It's lightweight. Oh, they got gifts for your loved ones on there. Uh, it's me undies. I mean, it's an it's a no brainer, and you know we got a promo and everything else. So fix up your underwear game. Get to it. Me undies has a great offer for a limited time. Get twenty five percent off your first order of matching pairs for Valentine's Day. And as a first time purchaser, you can also get fifteen percent off and free shipping right to your door. To get twenty five percent off matching pairs, fifteen percent off your first order, free shipping, and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash later. That's MeUndies.com slash later. Also sponsored by Stitch Fix. So since you're already stepping up your game here, you got to do it with the whole wardrobe. And uh, this is a really unique, this is an innovative way of improving your fit and improving your style. The way this works, you're going to take a style quiz. And Stitch Fix is going to learn what you like. And uh, you know me, I'm mostly into the active wear. I'm mostly Mm. into the comfy wear. And you look at this list of brands. We're talking top tier brands. There's two different ways to shop. You can partner with an expert stylist. The money you pay is credited towards whatever you choose to keep. And if you don't want to keep something, if you're like, hey, man, this one missed. This is a big miss right here. This ain't Mm. for me. Uh, Then you don't pay for it. You just send it back and that's a wrap. So you get to try on lots of clothes. And you get to keep the stuff that's uh, that's awesome. And you don't want to go out and go shopping. You don't even know what you want anyway because it's like it's hard to tell. So this lets you try it on. And we're talking all kinds of stuff from footwear to uh, active stuff, comfy pants, jeans are on there if you need it. And the formal looks are on there if you're uh, maybe you're going back to work now and you need some of those too. So you've got to check this out. It's Stitch Fix. Get started today by filling out your style quiz at stitchfix.com slash later. That's stitchfix.com slash later to try Stitch Fix Freestyle. Stitchfix.com slash later. Apple may have dropped built-in noise cancellation on the iPhone 13. Mm, that's weird. 
It's been a long-running accessibility feature on past iPhones. So we're talking about noise cancellation accessibility um, designed to reduce ambient noise on phone calls when you are holding the receiver to your ear. That's a cool feature that I didn't even know was in there. Phone noise cancellation is not available on iPhone 13 models, which is why do you, you do not see this option in the accessibility settings. Apple support told one of 9 to 5 Max readers. When the reader asked for clarification, the support team confirmed that the feature is not supported. The, these questions initially came up on Reddit after the device went on sale and readers noticed that it was no longer available on the accessibility page. Interesting. So it was using the camera microphone to detect and remove ambient noise. It seems like a feature you would want, but the fact that it wasn't really advertised or talked yeah. about as a feature. And um, it seems like a feature that a lot of people would like to use, like automatically. Yeah. Why wouldn't you publicize it, this? Why would you bury it in accessibility? Why would it only be, Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't it be a thing that most people want to use? Maybe there is some kind of downside. Uh, I know... When it comes to noise cancellation around, uh, you know, with other devices, it may increase battery consumption. Mm -hmm. So maybe there was a consideration there that Better if everyone was that. using it all the time, then there. But either way, it'd be nice to have the option. Mm -hmm. uh, I presume they were able to, I don't know, maybe save some money by not implementing it. Apple has, has yet to confirm officially that the feature has been permanently removed. So far, the only word about it has come indirectly from Apple support. So like, is it a hardware thing or a software thing? Um, and will it ever come back? It is interesting because um, I haven't used the previous iPhones, but the, I'm using the 13 and don't seem like there's any hitches with uh, volume or clarity. Yeah, I, I think you would have to be in a scenario with like maybe some wind going on. Maybe. And stuff like that. I mean, because this is not affecting... Um, this is not affecting what you're saying it's what or sorry what you're hearing it's what you're saying or is it what you're saying and hearing both i think it's for the other side hearing that's it i think so so it's on just strictly on the microphone not necessarily what what you're mm -hmm. having coming back at you mm -hmm. apple's airpods they're canceling earphones well you can definitely buy the earphones from them they'll sell you those yeah we should do a test or something get an old iphone and mm -hmm. attempt to like blow a fan at it or something mm-hmm Hmm. I don't mind Just that. Just get a fan. We're good. Yeah, I think wind is the main one, but I guess there's all other types of yeah. rumbles and such you may be competing with. Uh, Samsung announces first smartphone chip with AMD ray tracing GPU. The Galaxy S22 could use AMD's RDNA 2 graphics tech. I've heard about this. Uh, increasingly, smartphones become the gaming platform for a lot of people. Yeah. Exynos 2200, new in-house mobile processor for smartphones. First mobile system on a chip to include a GPU with AMD's RDNA 2 graphics architecture, enabling hardware-accelerated ray tracing. Ray tracing on your phone. Yeah, I still can't believe that. You're, you're not going to believe it until you, you see tracing. it. You want it in your hands. You'd be like, okay, fine. Yeah. Well, it's true because uh, it's been a lot of talk about ray tracing and then not so much experiencing, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. requiring so much, <laughs> so Computation much resource power. to be able to uh, effectively uh, experience and enjoy it uh, while, while still keeping your frame rates going. and Battery. 
that's an issue. Battery will be interesting. Yeah. The collaboration with AMD has long been in the making. The two companies first announced a licensing deal in 2019, then AMD confirmed last year that Samsung's next flagship mobile SoC would use RDNA 2. Samsung recently teased an announcement event. Who knows, man? Maybe if the Exynos is able to step up and uh, increase its performance, then maybe people are going to be less upset when their region gets stuck with the Exynos chip on S22 instead of the Snapdragon chip. And maybe this is like the first time uh, Samsung can really push their gaming smartphones mm. somehow. Lean into the gaming even more so. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, if it's true, you know what they're going to be talking about at the event, upcoming event, right? Yeah. Tesla driver is charged with vehicular manslaughter after running a red light on autopilot. What a crazy story. Vehicular manslaughter. I guess this would... Uh, that's like how can you uh the car on autopilot like well, these, these are this is the philosophical uh conundrum here that has been mm -hmm. talked about in the past like whose fault is it the car makes a decision and even though it's typically uh safe and some often even safer than a human driver but a tesla driver has been charged with two counts of vehicular manslaughter after running a red light on autopilot and it's likely, likely the first time a driver is charged with a felony for something that happened while using semi-autonomous driving features. The incident happened back in 2019 in Gardena, a suburb of Los Angeles, but it is now coming to light after legal documents revealed the charges filed last October. Well, there's one thing in and of itself. 2019, software is going to be different now than it was back then. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin George Aziz Riyadh, a 27-year-old limousine driver, was using his Tesla Model S on autopilot when he ran a red light and crashed into a Honda Civic, killing the two occupants. An occupant in the Model S was hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries, so uh, two, two killed, one hospitalized, and a year later, prosecutors have decided to file the charges of vehicular manslaughter. So it's important to note these are charges that have been filed at this point, but they're not... Um, it's not a conviction, I guess. Mm -hmm. The use of autopilot was confirmed by an NHTSA highway traffic investigation into the crash, but it is not mentioned by the prosecutors as the driver is always responsible for the vehicle when behind the wheel, no matter what, you're going to be held accountable. So listen, when the car prompts you to pay attention, just remember that. <laughs> Even yeah. if it's driving itself, I guess it's not a defense because the official rule here is you're in control. Mm -hmm. Even when it's on autopilot. Yeah, so you mentioned the name autopilot. We had a discussion before about semi-autonomous autopilot. Like the the name itself mm. is just so misleading. I find. Mm. So it should be semi-autonomous. Sure, that's yeah. what you're happy with. Yeah, it can't yeah. be autopilot. Come on now. <laughs> well, uh, the problem. Okay, so autopilot, but but, has, but autopilot okay. is from 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 pilots from planes. Yeah, uh, yeah I, and they had no problem with it. You know, they sure. they pay attention. They still feel responsible, even if the yeah. equipment malfunctions. But I hear you. I hear you. Uh, the, do, do people truly understand their responsibility uh, w when they're using this technology? I don't know. I don't know if people truly understand it. Uh, but it is. It's a hybrid. You know, the human is still responsible ultimately for mm -hmm. the, uh, the 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 giant the giant metal rolling metal box. Yes. They're taking on the streets, which is a, still a very potentially dangerous thing. So, But it'll be interesting to follow this and see exactly what happens. Yeah. Ford signs a five-year agreement with Stripe to scale e-commerce. Mm. So I'm going to buy my next Ford online, right? Yes. With Stripe. Yeah. How do I send them that much cash, though? 
Ford plans to begin rolling out Stripes technology <clears throat> in the second half of 2022, starting with North America, aims to roll out in Europe as well as uh, later, later on. Last year, Stripe raised $600 million round at an evaluation of $95 billion. Stop. Stripe? Holy cow. Yeah. A lot of payments being processed over there. Uh, and the co company said it will use that money to expand into Europe. Stripe will facilitate transactions for vehicle orders and res and reservations. So maybe it will be down payments. Maybe it will be uh, automatic payments for financing, financing or yeah. for release. Uh, the type with Stripe is part of Ford's larger Ford Plus restructuring plan and electrification and growth strategy into which the company plans to invest $30 billion by 2025. Uh, just becoming more modern, Will, being inspired by some of the uh, newcomers in the space where you just throw a few bucks down and all of a sudden you're buying cars. Yeah. Throw a few hundred dollars, pre-orders. I mean, feeling like, sort of more like the tech industry. Yeah. I just had a terrifying idea of... Um, Go ahead, Will. If you're not able to pay Stripe in your car or something, your car kind of like malfunctions, just kind of stops, like until you make a payment. Easy. <laughs> Holy cow. You're like currently driving. I don't know that the integration will be that to that extent. I know. It's just I had like a terrifying. But I uh, will. I will. I will say when when I bought the Model S, um. It was a completely uh, electronic experience, right? You're online right. and you order it, and then there's e no money. There's involved. no money exchange. Like, there's no briefcase of cash. Even when you go to pay for it, it's uh, bank information. You're just yeah. trying to wire transfer funds and things. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the down payment, but so it's like it is a bit weird. You kind of need a, a slightly more streamlined payment processing, and I mean, maybe it's. Maybe one day it's crypto, but in the meantime, mm -hmm. these uh, electronic payment platforms could definitely make it more seamless than like sharing bank details. Yeah, you pay in your car, something like that. I don't know. You no, know, I mean you could just it would happen automatically. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. payments, but I'm just saying like I don't know. They could have some sort of an interface, which is just a little bit more inviting. Mm -hmm. A little bit more uh, making users a little bit more comfortable. But it's part of their electrification strategy. So it's going to be part of this whole movement towards, um, well, becoming more like Tesla and Rivian and all the rest of them. Mm -hmm. Ford patents a new pickup tailgate with a hidden door. Ooh, I love tailgate talk. There's been some uh, innovative tailgates of recent. Sure. And uh, some of which include the... A multi tailgate. This one on the Ram. Yeah, this is a nice little. This uh, is a cool idea. So and it's, it, yeah, it's a beautiful gift. Uh, so this one can open sort of like barn doors out. It can uh, go down like a typical tailgate, and then it splits. Uh, maybe it's sixty forty. Maybe it's sixty five thirty five. Whatever it is, it splits as well. So it's you can have one of the little doors, uh, one of the doors open, and not the other one. So this lets you open up the tailgate in a variety of situations. Whatever happens to be convenient. Now, Ram calls that the multifunction tailgate. Then on the GM side, you had the one that had the step. It had it sort of had an extra tailgate within the, tail, the tailgate. Mm -hmm. And then Ford has had this sort of handle you hold onto and this one singular step that comes down. And I know this because I've had F-series trucks. I had a GM truck that had the other tailgate. Uh, the only one I haven't personally owned is the multifunction tailgate from uh, Ram. But this is a new tailgate, a small fold-down bumper 
step can be used in conjunction with a with a side hinged door. So so yeah, it's going to look much like this, yeah. but maybe not with like two parts. Maybe it's just one giant okay. uh thing with two hinges. So you can open it either way. Uh yeah, down yeah. and like one side. Okay, so so it's not like this. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I follow you. And then you would still have a step, which would right sort of fit around where the uh, hitch receiver is. Yeah, tucked under the top of this door here. Wow. So the tailgate wars continue. You got to pick the who who is the champion of tailgates. There's a lot of people who still want the simplest tailgate possible, but I just find it fun to see them attempt to innovate and think of different ways that a tailgate could work. And I love trucks, so mm -hmm. you know I'm down for it. Sure. This is enormous news. This is huge, this deal. It's one of the biggest media deals ever. I sent this to you as soon as the story broke. I was like, we got to talk about this. Microsoft is buying uh, Activision. Blizzard, get the, get out of here. What are you talking about? That You know how big that company is? The, the deal... 70 billion dollars, seven zero billion dollars. Uh, titles the likes of, oh, I don't know, Call of Duty, oh, I don't know, uh, World of Warcraft, I don't know, sort of some big titles. Yeah, uh, there's a little more to the story though, we're gonna go over it. Uh, some considerations here. First things first, there's been an Activision scandal going on, yes, and what happened to me, accusations, sexual misconduct, lawsuits. A lawsuit already settled $18 million. It's getting expensive. Uh -huh. Questions about the CEO, things like this. Uh, what I started to think about is timing. Because when you have a scandal going on, any type of uh, bad press, it makes a really good time for a change to completely yeah. shift the conversation. And a good deal. And you can. <laughs> Someone's going to catch a good deal. And shareholders are happy about it. And they're like, Everyone's open to negotiation when it's raining. You know what I mean? Of course. When yes. it's coming down. And so it got me thinking because, you know, I'm a sports fan. And sometimes you would have an athlete on a team embroiled in some, some sort of controversy, which is sort of taking away from the team atmosphere. Mm. And it's not like he gets booted out of the league, but often a trade can result in uh, a fresh start. A fresh start. A Changes the team dynamic as well. So the old team gets to move on, no mm -hmm. longer have, and in this case it would be Activision, gets to move on and no longer be carrying that baggage of the negativity and the, the past and lawsuits and such. I mean, it's still there. I'm sure it will still go on, but it just kind of like as an overall overarching um you know, uh, like a reset, a, motiv a motivator, like, okay, cool. Uh, things are changing. I mean, I don't know. I'm not inside. I don't really know, but it can behave in that way. And then also to become a part of something new to, to represent the ability to chart a new course and, and redefine what you are as a company. So what's going to happen from a management perspective, the CEO is still going to be there. Bobby but, Kotick. But uh, Satya from Microsoft, he came in and said, there's going to be a lot of learning going on here. It'll be show you guys how to act. Yeah, we don't like that frat mentality <laughs> there. No, be, no, none of that. We're going to be doing a lot of learning over here. Yeah. That's, what, that's how Satya said it. Cracks the whip. I'm pretty sure that's the actual quote in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but then here's the here's the key. So yes, he maintains his position, uh, but he'll be reporting to the head of Microsoft Gaming. So the head of Xbox, essentially, Phil okay. Spencer, right? Yep. So he's going to be reporting to him. So there is still somebody above there, and some people might like that buffer and and uh, and so on. But anyways, seventy billion dollar dollar deal, or sixty nine billion is what they're saying right now. Uh, last time you can think of a deal at this scale, uh, when when Disney paid around the same amount for Fox's movie studio and other assets. That's a big deal. I said Call of Duty and World of Warcraft. Don't forget Candy Crush, also part of the Empire. Mm. Yeah, don't. Hey, man. Hey, man. There's money being made over there. Yes. Uh, Microsoft says there's 3 billion gamers around the world today, and the number's going to be 4.5 billion by 2030. Um, Microsoft has been investing more and more into actual development, into actual game studios. What was the most recent one? It was Bethesda, right? Mm-hmm. Or the whatever the parent company, and then recently we had a merger. What was it? Uh, Zynga was Zynga, yes. Uh, Zynga with Zynga was bought by Take Two, anyway, or they were combined. Uh, so like, there's there's a consolidation happening. It's in that article. What what that the one that I'm talking about? If you scroll down, I'm sure we'll find it here. But there's a consolidation happening in gaming, and it's all happening alongside. Maybe put take two in there. Maybe I maybe I'm uh um put Grand Theft Auto in there. <laughs> maybe I'm combining things here. No, maybe it was a different article. Okay. Well, you keep talking, I'll find it. You keep looking, Will. Anyway, a consolidation happening in gaming as uh the world is starting to become aware of these terms, like Things like metaverse, which was the word you threw back at me when I sent you the original take two stock down in wake of Zynga purchase. Okay. Oh, calm down. You got it, man. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah we're in the face of uh, this uh, potential. Now, I don't, I mean, regardless what you think of this whole thing, strapping goggles to your face and escaping reality as we know it. Take, take that out of the question for a second. And just assume that that's going to happen because you have no damn choice because human beings always seem to select for these things. Mm. I'm not recommending you do. I go outdoors. Sure. I go out. I freeze my butt off over there by the outdoor hockey rink. So don't even, don't bring that to me. But. The metaverse has outdoors. The fact of the matter is a lot of people staring at their phones. You know what else they're going to stare at? They're going to stare into their goggles, all right? Yeah. And everybody wants a piece of it. And in order to, to. to be a piece of it, you gotta. I think the you know the first, one of the first major uh, things that people are gonna do there is game. And when you mm-hmm. when you purchase these franchises, this IP, and you let people plug into it in a new way, and you you're able to consolidate and maybe attach it to certain features and hardware products, like let's say Xbox's first foray into some sort of metaverse play, into some sort of a headset play. And, and, and meanwhile, you have this whole catalog of product that can be enhanced through these experiences. Especially the IPs. That's what I'm saying. Like Halo VR. Very cool. Uh, some people might get a little worried about something like this. They could say, well, wait a sec. Franchise like Call of Duty. Uh, what if, uh, and I'm not saying Microsoft's going to do this. I don't think they should do this. But what if it goes Xbox exclusive? Yeah. Like that could be. 
I mean, that's gonna be a huge deal. Xbox, PC, Xbox, PC. See, yeah. you, see you later, Sony. I'm not. It's not gonna happen, by the way, because. What you don't think uh, Call of Duty will be exclusive? Absolutely not. No, no, no. No, because what, what the people are moving away from that style. Like Xbox has been, uh, Microsoft has been putting so much energy and attention into their subscription services, anyways, mm. with the Game Pass stuff. You know, that's the eventual yeah. place that we go. I think it's just going to be a tighter integration for them with future products being so hmm. connected yeah, I to, guess the you're soft, right. to the software. There, there could be enhancements or advantages to playing the games. Yeah. Alternative products. Perks. Perks. Ecosystem. You're saying more buzzwords now. You said word. Ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I he said, said it. Oh, my God. He said NFT. Anyway, go back to that article. I just want to make sure I covered off everything I wanted to talk about here. Um, uh, let's see here. Maybe the future you won't want to strap on a face calls. Oh, here we go. They are now going to have to convince the government. They're going to have to convince Washington to approve this deal. Mm. Because when you have a merger like this, well, this isn't like you buying a sandwich. All right? No. You don't buy a sandwich. You walk to the store. You make a deal. And the government doesn't get in your way. I mean, maybe they tax you. <laughs> you want to buy uh, Activision Blizzard? You yeah, they want some of that. You, if you want to buy it, the government's going to need to take a look at it and say, hey, that's... 70 a bill? They're going to say some of that. There's too many zeros here, and these companies are kind of big, and uh, we're going to need to get the antitrust. Take a look at that. Right. Here's the crazy part, okay? So this may or may not happen. The companies are confident it will, it will happen. There's a clause inside of the deal that stipulates if the government shuts down the uh, purchase, mm. Microsoft will pay Activision... $3 billion. Hmm. Just because. Just for the hassle. There it is. Oh, no. Scroll down a little bit further. Oh. It's $3 billion. I believe it's $3 billion. I want to make sure I got the right number. The deal has a $3 billion breakup fee. This is the cash Microsoft pays Activision if the merger gets stopped by regulators. Wow. <laughs> so they got to go in there now and say, look, we're not the big bad uh, Microsoft here. We're actually, when it comes to Xbox, we're second place. Sony's out. Sony's out there. Leave us alone. Nintendo's out there. It's not. Mm -hmm. Ain't no monopoly over here. They got to make this case in court. Right. Uh, well, not in court. I don't. In front of regulators, uh, to suggest that this merger is actually good for the industry and not bad for the industry, and uh, they're willing to bet three billion dollars on their ability to actually make that case, mm -hmm. but. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if it gets all gets approved. You guys can let me know uh, down in the comments what you think about this acquisition, how you think it will affect the games that you love, uh, positively or negatively. Uh, I didn't see it coming, but everything's changing, man. Just all these buzzwords. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of buzzwords. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants a piece of it. Microsoft, part of it. Tell you that right now. Yeah. Sony has a wild new ps5 controller concept yeah so it's a not an actual product it's a patent it's a patent for an upcoming controller why don't you tell me why it is so innovative well so this uh this controller specifically uh is designed um for the thumbstick to actually press down and uh 
for some reason, like people get fatigued, I, I guess, with like long thumbsticks, like with the dual sense right now. Mm. So what this patent kind of solves is kind of less. Uh, so it, it allows you it allows you to adjust the height like of the more thumbstick. dexterity. Yeah. Well, there's a product called Control Freak, which kind of lets you do this, but you would have to put on a third party like snap on a little adapter. Okay. I don't know if you recall. <laughs> no, it's it's a uh, yeah. There you go. I think yeah, they so. they spell it differently, so you don't just search up control freak like what it means to be a control freak. Right. Anyway, these will let you pick your texture and your height, and then you can have it concave or convex. Mm -hmm. And some people find it to be a lot more comfortable to actually be a little bit higher up. But what you're talking about is going a little bit lower down. Right. Yeah, it's gonna depress. Well, yeah, not I, not the way that it depresses now, where it's like a click. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually saying. you know more of like a force. Like it's analog. So this will let you... Or not analog, so Select on the fly. Pressure, yes. W which height you like. So you could be getting fatigued at the higher height and then go lower, or or does it compress not, each time? It would be automatic. Uh, okay. So I guess when you're pressing like at the top, when you're kind of like rolling up, it's kind of like the same plane, the same level, if that makes any sense. Whereas like it's not going all the way up to the top <laughs> it's hard to explain yeah it's kind of but are you are you, are you really it well. seems like you're talking about a shock almost like does it have a spring in it it does yeah that's what i'm imagining so right it, now. so it's it's it, the whole it's thing it's like pressure yeah and the and then the whole thing is going to respond uh to the pressure being applied to it so so therefore there's going to be a little bit less permanent resistance which is maybe the reason that the thumb fatigues in the first place Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Uh, I mean, I would obviously, it's hard to say when you're just simply looking at a patent, but it is a controller innovation. I mean, they've been sort of the same and then all of a sudden they rumble and then, you know, with the latest version, they had the haptics on the triggers. Mm -hmm. So it, you feel resistance and mm -hmm. I mean, maybe on the thumbstick, you could start to feel some of those things too, sort of an extra dimension. Yeah. What's this? Uh, this is a really cool motorcycle. Oh. It's $120,000. Wow. An electric motorcycle back from the dead and preparing for deliveries. Uh, electric is probably quick, too. Yes. This looks like it's from the future, obviously. That's why you selected it. It also, if I own this, I would, I would be dead so fast. Yeah. This is like the thrillist, like for the extremists. Right. Like, uh, it's called the Arc Vector. And they probably had, like, a lot of uh, problems fulfilling mm. and a lot of production issues. But mm. uh, now they're back on track. And uh, Man, here are some specs here. The, those fonts are so small. I know, yeah. <clears throat> and they're stuff. I can't even read them. You have to go one more time if I'm going to read it. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. So the weight is 220 kilos, uh, 0 to 100 in... 3.2 seconds. 3.2 seconds, 0 to 100 kilometers. The range is 436 kilometers, a top speed of 200 kilometers an hour, and the charge time is 40 minutes. 40 minutes, yeah. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. I can't get one, but... Well, you should. No, I, I can't. Heads-up display on the helmet? Uh -huh. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, they have their own helmet. Yeah. I mean, I was you, you do you can't help but be curious about uh, electric motorcycles, like when you're going to start to see them more frequently. We've seen all types of electric vehicles, obviously electric cars and 
and then like electric scooters and things like that. But oh, that takes the cool factor to another level. Look at all the carbon fiber on that thing. Look at the headlight on that thing. There's a lot of different materials and just the design of it's, it. Yeah, it's like anime or uh, Tokyo or whatever. You Why need. can't they give us like the full picture? Yeah. They're being cryptic. <laughs> like... They're being kind of cryptic with it. But I guess that's part of the article, Back from the Dead. I presume I presume what's going on there is, uh, like, they don't have a finished product yet, do they? The bike was unveiled in an ultra-premium electric motorcycle back in 2018? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. All signs pointed to the bike going into production by 2020, but just, a, just a four short months later in October, disaster struck. They filed for bank. Oh, my goodness yeah. gracious. This is they tough. ran out of money, which is not what you want to hear. No, they blamed it on uh, flaky investors. Anyway, they're back. I guess the love was, uh, I guess that the love for it uh, was enough to uh, encourage them to stick with it, even in the face of that. Yeah. And now maybe this thing actually comes to life. And uh, I can't promise I'll buy one of them. But man, if they, got a, if they get one they want to bring to the studio, I will for sure take a peek. I'll tell you that. Oh, I yeah, take I'll try a, to get one. Take a peek, I'll tell you that. If you can get one right over there. All right. I'm, I'll cruise. I just won't go too fast. Okay, yeah. I'll just... Yeah. Nice and leisurely, man. Sure, Sun, yeah. Sunday driver. Yeah.